Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every hundred days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly, who just gave me the bird before we started this podcast, Murgatroyd, how are you, my love muffin? Well, my my love husband, when you try to shame me for having my phone in the hand while podcasting without realizing my notes for this podcast are on my phone. You see so that? So you got the bird. You see that? I got the bird. Flap, you did. Flap, 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 bird. What are we talking about today? Uh, we are talking about how to shift right now your life living by default. Many people are living by default right now and shift it into living by design. How you like that? Well, you know, one of the things that we talked about last week was, you know, we've been trying to find ways that we can help people during this, this, uh, this, I'm so hesitant to say crisis because it, it is a crisis, but on the other hand, it doesn't like sitting in my house doesn't feel like a crisis. It's a, it's a weird thing. No, but so for this, many people, this is a massive crisis. People are losing jobs. No, 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 Businesses are closing. I, I, I get like, it. This I, is I, a I crisis, it. I get it. But, I, but I'm on that line of like, I don't want to make it worse than it is and put in my head that it's a crisis. We don't and need a I'm panic gonna, attack. And then right. I'm going to have a panic attack. And on the other end, I don't want to underplay it. So I've got, got a tremendous amount of social pressure around me to make sure I get all this right. But I, dig- I digress. I digress. What we're going to do is we're going to do a, or I think I'm doing this alone, is a <laughs> webinar. <clears throat> Sorry, it's all, it's all happening very fast right now. I'm um, going to be doing a webinar that is going to 
place people where we were at a particular time in our life, which which in many ways feels very similar to the situation that we're in right now. And some of the strategies that we used back then, and because we did those strategies back then, we're in a much different place right now to go through this. So maybe you can kind of uh, give me a little bit of color there. Yeah, I think we, I think we kind of talked about this a little bit before. So during the last recession, Rob was a chiropractor. I was working in the clinic with him. We had not had Sophia yet. And recession hit slowly. Our patients began to lose their jobs, lose their insurance, and therefore we lost our income. And I remember like sitting in the clinic waiting for the mail to come at 2.59. You know, it either came at like 11 or at 2.59. And there were days where we would just sit and wait for the mail and sit and wait for the mail when we were on our break and we should have been eating lunch. But we were so desperate to have any check that came in. Like if a check came in for $5, I was so grateful for it because we were on the verge of literally shutting the doors of the clinic. We did not have a plan B. We had one stream of income and that was it. Yeah, it was terrifying. So for those of you that don't know, uh, not all chiropractors, but the bulk of our income is made through insurance companies. And at that time, they really weren't set up for electronic deposit. So it was, you know, you just kind of like waited for the mailman to come, like uh, like Kim said, and it was like, you know, are we going to be able to pay the bills this week? And what does he have? And there was nothing worse than having that conversation where if Kim, you know, wasn't in the office, uh, as an example, you know, or I wasn't there or whatever. She got the mail. You know, our whole day was centered around- Did the mail come? Did the mail come? And And then- what was in the mail? And what was in the mail. And then it was how much was in the mail. And it was, you you, you guys know, you've you've been there. So when when you're strapped for cash and you're a business owner, right? You are the last one to be paid because we had employees, we had overhead, we had a lot of expenses that come with running a- chiropractic office. And we ran as lean as we could, but it was so hard. So we were paying out all of the everybody else and we were the last to get paid. First ones there, last ones to leave, last ones to get paid. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a very weird place for us because it was like we had two lives, right? It was the one life of us sitting there going, is the money going to come in? Are we going to be able to pay our bills? What are we going to do? And then the other one was jet setting around flying the world. first class to <laughs> Saint Tropez. I mean that you know it it became this sort of weird dichotomy. It's it's like I remember I remember Rich Roll talking about how um, you know he was at the end of his rope. And Rich Roll has a podcast. Uh, if you don't know, it's a great podcast. He's an ultra marathoner and graduated like Stanford Law School. He's just a really smart dude and. But he got into a, a, a pretty heavy drinking problem and he started running and he became not just a marathoner, but an ultra marathoner. And then CNN did a report on him and he blew up and he wrote a book. But simultaneously, his life was like falling apart. And it was this weird business of him being on CNN, being interviewed. And he remembers the launch of his book came out and they repoed his car. <laughs> 
hit, right. he, he went, no, 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 I'm sorry. He hit the New York Times bestseller list. He hit New York Times bestseller list and they repoed his car. Okay, that is exactly the life we were living. We were. It was like Monday through Friday. We were sitting, waiting for checks to come in, praying we could keep our doors open and then flying to Monaco and, you know, shooting a video. But, you know, over, over that time period, we learned what, it felt like to create digital products and to sell things. Like I'll never forget, I wrote a cookbook and it was like $9. And when I would sell one cookbook, I was so excited because there was no one to pay. There was no overhead on that $9 versus in the clinic where you know, you'd get a check for 500 and it immediately was spoken for because it had to pay something. One of the things that people need to look at during this time, let me see, I want to get this out because I have so many different things on my mind that I want to, I want to make sure I say this properly. It, 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 right now it's, it's, bothering me so much that everybody is talking about what a great opportunity this is. And let me explain to you why it's bothering me. Because I was on that bandwagon and I was doing the same thing too. I think we're all going through this the way we're going through this. And I don't think we should be telling people, you know, now's a great time to write a book. If you don't want to write a book, don't write a fucking book. Do you know what I mean? If you want to write a book, then write a book. Now's a great time to find out what you want. (laughs) But now is a good time the opportunity part, like I, I just, the problem with the word opportunity is it implies, you know, that somebody should have this clear cut, clear cut plan of exactly what they want to do. This was very unexpected for people. They had no plan. They're just trying to keep their shit together. So I, I just want to make sure that I, that I understand, that I explain what I mean by the word opportunity. That said, this is a great time for introspection. It's a great time for reevaluation. And it's a great time to think about what would I love to fucking do with my one and only life. I'm 53 years old right now, me personally, right? I was sitting in the park with Sophia the other day and I said, you know, she's not going to be able to see me at 53 years old when she's older. So like the, I, what you mean when she's 53? When she's 53, I'm sorry, I said that backwards. When she's 53, I won't be able to see her because I'm, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be taking a dust nap somewhere, right? <laughs> so I, there is a finite amount of time. I don't care if you're 20 years old or 40 years old, whatever it is, we all have a finite amount of time. Life is just too short to be wasting your time dicking around with something that doesn't light you up, that doesn't inspire you, that doesn't make you feel like you're adding some contribution to this world, that doesn't make you um, want to jump out of bed in the morning. And does that come Does that come easy? No, it doesn't come easy. You know, I was watching something yesterday on Joseph Campbell's um, uh, Hero's Journey. It's called Finding Joe. It was very, very good. Um, I recommend anybody watching it. But, you know, Joseph Campbell has been saying for years to follow your bliss, but here's what, here's the piece that most people don't get. I, that I got yesterday after watching that piece is in order to follow your bliss, there needs to be a death. There has to be a death Mm -hmm. of something in you that allows you to 
follow your bliss. Because right now, if you're waking up and going to a cubicle, we use the, we use the, uh, the age-old cubicle story. If you're waking up and you're going to your cubicle, if you don't die that cubicle death, then you're just going to keep going on to that thing and you're going to die a, a much slower death. So it is much better to face it to look at it, to deal with the adversity, to lean into it and say, this sucks and I fucking hate it and I don't want to do it another minute. Now, when you take that and couple it with it with this piece of time that we're in right now that is unprecedented in the last hundred years, aside from the bubonic plague, the Spanish flu or whatever, whatever everybody else is talking about, we haven't had anything like this ever in like the last hundred years. But now you have this opportunity this opportunity to sit down and go, when I reemerge from this, when we all, you know, open our garage doors and pop our heads out onto the street, who do we want to be when we pop out at that time? How do we want to be living our life and how are we going to do it differently? Thank you for letting me birth that baby. Oh, well, that was, that was amazing. So, you know, that's the thing though. So where do they start, right? Someone has to say, First, you have to identify, like I remember you and I were having this conversation about what that time period was for us back in the day. And we came to some realizations during that recession period in the clinic. And the first realization was that obviously we needed multiple streams of income because even if you become a doctor and quote unquote, do all the right things, go to school, get a fancy pants, DR period in front of your name or whatever the hell it is. Like even with that, you can be stuck in in the breadline easily with the flip of a switch, right? People are seeing now that their job is just not that secure. That Mm-mm. that that 25-year career that you just got furloughed on and you hope that someday they're going to hire you back or whatever. Like jobs are not that secure. The thing that is cons- that is secure is having multiple streams of income in multiple areas where if one falls the rest you know, can rise up and vice versa. So, you know, I think it's important to to look at it too. A lot of people are have some resentment about this, about being furloughed or about being let go and stuff like that. You know, I've worked for this company for ten years, and they they're not they're they're not here for me during this time. But if you look, if you unpack this and you look at it, like I've got friends who are dentists right now who've got million dollar a year practices, they can't open their doors. So if they can't open their doors, they still have the overhead. They still have, you know, most people live right up to the to the amount of money that they make. So they're they're trying to keep everything going for themselves. It's not personal. It's not that they didn't like you or care about you yeah. or your service. They're not surviving. So the job isn't secure because shit happens. Yeah. And so the only way what, what that thing we realized in that moment was having multiple streams of income is the best security that you can have. And that's the first thing. The second thing is that you no longer were loving your job. And I wasn't either. We were not waking up in the morning and so excited to drive 45 minutes into the clinic uh, and spend 12 hours and then drive home and grab food on the way home. Like we were, that did not light us up. No. And you have to. I think people, this is what I mean by living by default rather than by design. That was default. You went to school, you became a chiropractor, you opened a clinic. This is the default life that 20 years after you made the decision to become a chiropractor, you're still living that life because that's your default. Mm -hmm. That's your comfort zone. 
when something happens that takes that security of that comfort zone away and makes your comfort zone uncomfortable, right? You lose the job, you shut your business down, you don't know what's next. It In that uncomfort, death, in that, that death. death, in that death comes the opportunity to say, do I love this? Will I fight tooth and nail to get that job back, to open that business back up, to do whatever I got to do to make this happen because this is what I live for? Or is it like, oh, I could do other things and begin dreaming again. And our version of dreaming is stupid idea time. Like get out the whiteboard, get out the piece of paper and the bottle of Tito's, whatever it takes, and just write and write and find what would you love your life to look like? How would you love to show up every morning? Where would you like to be spending your time? If you're enjoying being with your kids right now, great. Maybe you can build that into your schedule and create some life around the things you truly, truly love. Now, there's also people who are saying the opposite. Like, you know, hey, I, I get it. You didn't love what you were doing, but I'd love what I'm doing. And, and I, I miss it. I worked hard to get this degree and I really love it. Or they're at the beginning of their career. Like I loved being a chiropractor for the first 10 years. It was great. 25 years later, not so much. So depending upon where you are, there's pivots in all of these things. So, so you know, how could you make that job more secure? So I think there's two, I think there's two ways to look at it. You know, the first one is how do you pivot within the job that you currently have? Let's say that you are, you know, let's use the example I just used of the dentist, you know, who has a practice that he can't go to anymore. Well, if the dentist had a network marketing business, he would not be so upset right now because the network marketing business would probably be, you know, if he's with the right company, it would probably be clicking along and he'd be getting, you know, some some money coming in that way. Or if he had a real estate portfolio where he had some passive income there, maybe, maybe that would be effective. But the point is that if you took the time to create multiple streams of income, diversify yourself in different sectors... I mean, you know, even myself right now, you know, there's there's two businesses I have, right? There's one where we're taking trips with, uh, we're giving entrepreneurs forced breaks and giving them bucket list experiences around the world. That sounds like people are signing up. <laughs> Nobody's signing up for that right now, right? I mean, that is a very, that's not going to be that way forever, obviously. But right now, that is not the thing that I'm going to be promoting and putting Facebook ad dollars behind, but I have another business, which is a coaching business. That business is blowing up. And Why? You have time. <laughs> and I have time. So people and and I could do it, I could do it remotely. So people are reaching out saying, Hey, look, you know, I've got I got a little bit of money in the bank and I need to um, I need to pivot. I need to come up with a new thing. This this really woke me up. So I'm, you know, I'm even diversifying within my own business. Yeah. And I, I think like going back to like something like the dentist you said. Like if you're in a job that you love or you have a small business, so many small businesses are pivoting and they're finding a way to continue to bring dollars in and make an impact and, and help their communities thrive. And they're adding another stream of revenue to their business or they're modifying something and they're making it, you know, bringing it into the current century. There's so many opportunities right now. If you do love your job and you do love your business or whatever it is, how can you keep that alive and how can you add another stream of income in something comparable or, or similar that will give you more security in the future? 
And if you don't love your business, if you get through it and you're like, no, I never want to do this again. I need to find something that is lighting my soul on fire, then go down that road. And I think the best place to start with that is, Rob, you're going to be doing a webinar coming up. And where can people find out about the webinar? Um, it'll be on my social. Let's. I don't have the links uh, set up for it yet, so I can't give you a direct link. But if you go to my Instagram, it'll be posted there. So at so, Rob Murgatroyd at on Rob Murgatroyd. Instagram. Yep. Uh, and he will be doing webinars weekly on how to pivot and how you can play stupid idea time and start creating your life by design instead of default. Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of different strategies. And one of the things that I would encourage people to do is as you, as you come up with what you may want to pivot to, ask yourself the question on the scale of zero to 100, is it a 100 for you? Like, this is absolutely what I want to do. Because very often I find that people will get it right up to like, the, you know, a 95 or a 96. They'll, well, and sometimes they move from one comfort zone to the next. Yeah. Or they'll, uh, they'll, they'll, prematurely, uh, they'll have premature practicality. So they'll say like, well, yeah, this is what I really want to do, but like, that's like, that's out of the, that's out of the question, but this would be great if I could do this. It's not good enough. You have to come up. I, I, I don't think it is. I think you have to come up with a target. I'm not saying you have to do it tomorrow and quit your job to get it, but I think you have to have a, a target where you're like, oh my God, if I did this, this would be 100%. I'll give you an example. A 100% for us together would be to have an ocean view home here in the South Bay of Los Angeles and a villa in Tuscany and an apartment in Florence, right? So that is that is a perfect, like we've got one foot in the US, one foot in the US and one foot in Italy and we're living La Dolce, Lida, La Dolce Vida and we're living a beach lifestyle here. Like that is, you know, like the dream life. I'm doing coaching, flying around the world uh, for work hard, play hard experiences. Kim's doing network marketing and Sophia's thriving. And we as wrote a, our book and it hit New York Times bestseller. So that that's like the, like for us, that's like, 100. That's like, that's not 99. That's a hundred for us. Right. But I could say just 20% of that, or I could say that, you know, the book isn't included in that picture as an example, but I'm trying to come up with the vision of what 100% looks like. And now to get a little woo woo, when you're thinking linearly, which I tend to do when I'm sort of like on this plane of reality, you start to go, okay, I'll do this and then I'm going to do that and I'm going to do this. But when you're putting it out there into the quantum fields in sort of a metaphysical way, things just appear the way they appear. And people are coming to your path the way they come into your path. And some things you just can't explain. It doesn't make sense. Um, a quick story is Kim and I were thinking about getting Italian citizenship. We see a, a show on television with this lawyer. We go to Florence. Somebody introduces us to this guy. It's the lawyer we saw on TV. That that doesn't make sense. We didn't seek him out. We didn't we didn't ask for him. He just appeared in Florence one day. And through, now he's helping us get Italian citizenship. And now we're friends and he's helping us. So those kind of things, when you put that out there into the quantum fields, th that field operates in a very different way than we operate linearly here. So, you know, and I think you need to do both. I think you need to put it out there and say, this is what I'm going after. And I also think you need to do your meditation and have your stuff out there in La La Lands um, or maybe Woo Woo Land because we live in La La Lands. <laughs> um, that, uh, that's different. So I hope that helps. 
Yeah. So like I said, I think the best place to start uh, this journey is to hit up Rob's social, find out when the next webinar is, join that. And I know you're going to be dropping some incredible knowledge and giving people some tactical advice and maybe a Q&A on how they can begin this next phase of their life with more fulfillment, more passion, and hopefully more security. Yeah, I think what I want to do is I want this to be a little bit more Q&A than, than anything else because I, I don't want to drone on and talk about my story too much. And I don't want to talk about, you know, some... I, I just don't want to go on for now. Like I want, I want this to be... It's not a presentation. Yeah, I, I want it to be actionable. So I hope that um, if you join me on the webinar that you really give us you know, your, your questions and, um, and we'll get involved in a, a dialogue and hopefully this will help. And if it helps, we'll keep doing it. Perfect. All, All right. right. That's it, everybody. We'll see you next Friday. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.